The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for what you need to know to grow or start a real estate investing business of your very own. And today we've got all sorts of interesting stuff coming up on the show. We're going to talk about what in the world happened to your New Year's resolutions as well as what's coming up here in the region and a little bit later on how you can get a free gift from Real Life Real Estate Investing about how to wholesale properties. My guest today is William, a.k.a. Bill Sumner, who is a West Point grad, a former infantry ranger and special ops guy who began success coaching in 1992 and then completed his master's in social work. He came out of the Anthony Robbins organization where he was one of their top trainers for six years before going into private practice. He's joining us today to talk about what you need to do to grow a successful real estate investing business on the inside. He's joining us from Littleton, Colorado, where he lives with his wife, four children, and a grandchild. Bill, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Vina, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, and a a very kind introduction. Thank you. Well, uh, uh, part of the reason that we, of course, are having you on today, as opposed to one of the other 52 shows that happens during the course of the year, is that uh, next Wednesday... You are going to be making an appearance uh, at the Greater Dayton Real Estate Investors Association, which is right up the road from us here at WMKV. And I understand that GD Rhea has made that meeting open to the public. So if uh, folks want to hear more from you after tonight, they can uh, go up to that nonprofit sister association to uh, Cincinnati Rhea and We'll give some information a little bit later on about the location and time of that meeting. But uh, in the meantime, um, let's 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 talk about let's talk about success because here at Real Life Real Estate, we spend an awful lot of time talking about things like how to find deals and how to comp properties and how to wholesale and. I mean, we literally have 250 hours of archive shows up online. And you know what? 95% of the people who listen to us every week still have not done any of those things. So (laughs) 
clearly, <laughs> clearly, it isn't about the information. It's clearly, it's clearly not about the skills. Uh, what what is it in in your now lengthy experience as a success coach that that divides the people who take the information to do something with it from the people who have the exact same information and don't? Well, a lot of my teaching, uh, you know, begins kind of in a metaphor first, and then we can apply it to the directed question. You've given a brilliant introduction to how people will have all the tools, uh, invest in getting more tools, getting smarter, 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 but they never pull the trigger. Very similar to people, and, and I use overweight and dieting because, uh, Diets, all diets, even the bizarre ones, uh, you know, lemon, pepper, ginger model diet, if you follow them, they work. You will lose weight. People don't follow them. So when you think about what is the psychological linkage between uh, I am thin and powerful, what is the psychological linkage between I'm going to use this great fix and flip technique or I took this great course um, it said, this is the research I should be doing. I did the first day. I petered out on the second day. And by the, by the third day, the third weekend, I'm not doing the research at all. I'm procrastinating. There's generally a deeper program running that says, I'm not really a smart, powerful, capable, amazing investor. And so to look at that program, to look at the the, you'll hear me talk a lot about psychological or mental or neural software. If we think of the brain as a little three-pound hard drive, which is just a little sack of fat and water and a little bit of microelectricity, it's pretty amazing that who we are and what we create and what we do. And, and contained in that hard drive is an operating software, a Windows operating system, if you will, that drives your process for doing the training that you've learned or or not. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, when I sent out the email for this week's show, I titled it, What Happened to Your New Year's Resolutions? Because I realized that we just passed, you know, halfway through the year. And uh, I know that most folks who made resolutions about their real estate business at the beginning of the year probably don't even remember what they are anymore so how how do do people uh make these these transformative decisions and changes in their lives uh, i know i know that you you work with real estate investors amongst other people uh on a on a sort of of coaching basis and you know what? What is it that 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 makes people able to to keep that sort of thing in the front of their brain and actually make the changes that they want to make? And I know I just asked a question that you could probably talk about for three solid days without a breath. <laughs> I'll, but... <laughs> I'll work very hard to keep it in sound bites and certainly interrupt me if I. Because you're right, I'll I'll get on a roll here, but I'll I'll work very hard to tighten it up. In essence, uh, we we only change for two reasons. We change because we seek pleasure, we seek a positive, we seek something that we want, and that's 10% of us, or we seek to avoid pain, we're moving away from something that we don't want. And so the successful investors are already moving towards what they want. And when you move towards 
being a better investor by psychological law, you're, you're going to fail. You're going to fail more than people who are not in the game. You're going to fail more than people who are got a toe in the water or, or standing at the edge of the pool going like, gosh, is the water cold or not? Uh, successful people cannonball into the middle, make mistakes, get their lessons, uh, are moving toward this power psychology, this mental state that the vision of who they are, what they want is very, very clear to them. When you're, when you're in a pain avoidance model, you want to lose fat. It's not that I want to be thin and powerful. I want to lose fat or I, I want to retire comfortably. That's not even for many people a vision. It's a I don't want to be in pain when I retire because the real psychological driver, and a lot of times when you present these polar positions to people, they'll go, oh, yeah, I'm really, my investment strategies are all based on pain avoidance. The most important rule that a lot of initial investors have is I can't lose money. Seasoned investors know they're occasionally going to mess up a deal, but that's not their focus. Their focus is on, Where's, where's a home run? Where's a big deal? How can I turn this in to a home run? They're not afraid of risk-taking. So this big question that you ask is, how do I stay focused on my New Year's resolution? You have to look at, first of all, is it built for me to win or is it built to avoid losing? And that becomes the foundation stone that the psychology rests on. Does, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk more to William Sumner about the things that you could be doing right now to build that confidence to be pulled toward the positive things about your real estate investing business. And we'll also take your questions at 877-772-9658. That's 877-772-9658. Or you can send us an email by going to the response form at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and my guest today is William Sumner, who has a master's degree in social work and also has come out of the uh, sort of uh, success apparatus of Mr. Tony Robbins, who most people have at least a passing uh, familiarity with in our business. And uh, we're talking about what what is maybe standing in the way of your success because it's not availability of strategy. Anyone anyone who's listening to the sound of my voice gets pitched four times a week on some new some new home study course or webinar or something that's going to solve all of your problems by making your business so turnkey and yet. I don't meet that many real estate folks who say, yep, I'm exactly where I want to be and where I think I ought to be in my real estate investing business. You can also ask questions at 877-772-9658 or by using the response form at askvina.com. If you go to askvina.com, you'll notice that we have a brand new special report for you. It's a 25-page little mini course on how to get started in wholesaling in 2014. So uh, if you will go there and fill out the form at the top, we will bounce that right back to you along with a download of a webinar that I did last week about why your state thinks that wholesaling is illegal 
and what that all means and how to move forward anyway. You can also scroll to the bottom of the page and ask a question here on real life real estate investing. Um, now, William, there's kind of there's kind of two sorts of people in in my world that that I stumble across, and the more common of the two is the newer investor who has joined the Real Estate Investors Association. They've probably spent some money on home study courses and gone to seminars and done all of these things. And the thing that they they really they really haven't done is put any of that into action. Like if you say if you say uh so how many offers did you make this week? Well I had a really busy week at work and plus I have to set up my LLC and get my logo designed before I can actually talk to any sellers. Can you, can you, can you, can you tell me what's going on there? Cause, cause if you asked them, are you, are you avoiding this on purpose? They would say, no, they would say, I'm going to do it. I really am. But, but then they don't. So can you, can you, can you tell us from your perspective with having worked with a lot of folks and studied this a lot, what is going on? Sure. Um, in essence, you know, what you've asked is some people have this mental software, this operating system that plans, investigates, and, and it'll be very rewarded in, in substantial aspects of their life. They'll be very cautious before they pull the trigger. They'll study all the alternatives. They'll research. Uh, and then what happens is life generally will force a decision. It may be at work and your boss says, do this. It may be for your child. So you've researched a school for them or an option for them. So life will trigger, an external trigger will happen and they'll, they'll cautious, 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 uh, and, and they'll be above average people and they'll, they'll have a moderately good outcome. When we're in this world where generally they're coming over as a second career or as an option to move to, first of all, they'll go into their operating system and they're risking money they're risking their 401k they're risking something so they're going to be uber cautious study 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 and then when you look at what's the external trigger that's going to fire and force them to do something there is none so they can go days weeks months years and never pull the trigger this kind of person has to have an internal trigger fire so Different ways that we can think about this is, for example, there's a huge difference we know between discipline and self-discipline. Discipline people go to the gym every day because they have a workout buddy and they won't disappoint their workout buddy. Self-discipline people go to the gym every day whether they have a workout buddy or not because that internal psychology fires. So we look at very successful people, almost all of them have this internal structure. There's there's features that are common to it. There's rules that are common to it. And they don't wait for something to force them to do it like a boss, like an external event. They do it, they pull the trigger on their own. And generally, good-hearted, well-intentioned people, they don't have that external event that forces them to do it, so they don't do it. So what do you do about that? I mean, that's, 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 well, that's, now we go back. <laughs> all of this is building. We're going to build on everything that we talk about today. That the only two triggers at fire is I'm going to avoid pain or I'm going to seek pleasure. So if you're in the 
in the larger group that doesn't have the internal structure to pull the trigger, they're also going to be the pain avoidance. And in reality, because their pain that they're avoiding is not anything positive associated with the investment model they're working in, it's tied more directly to, I can't lose money on my first deal. By law, there's a conflict there. They will, they will be paralyzed forever. So to get them to move, you have to flip the paradigm for them. You have to go, it, it can't be about what I'm avoiding. It's got to be about what am I winning? What am I building? So, for example, one of the investors that I actually have as a client in Cincinnati that I work with, she was looking, looking, looking at her first apartment building. What's your passion? Music. Let's put together a vision that says you're going to buy a 50-unit apartment building. Four of the units are going to be dedicated at low cost, no cost to music teachers. And in exchange for their rent, they're going to put on a free concert once a month in the apartment commons. Can you get excited about that? Can you pull that trigger? The, the pleasure of owning that building and building that type of visionary concept was incredibly exciting for her. She went and bought her first building. So you have to look at the structure and restructure the the thought pattern, and then you put the carrot. You built the carrot in front of you that that you dangle. Go, I I still want to own an apartment building where it's known as as the um, the music center, mm-hmm. and that's what she named her apartment buildings. That's that that's interesting because a lot of folks in uh, in real estate, especially who are just getting into it, are. Uh, Although they might start out thinking along the lines of, wow, this would allow me to, you know, the, the money that I would make would allow me to, it, mm-hmm. it pretty quickly gets divorced in their minds. It's, it's no longer, I'm doing this so I can enjoy music. It's, I have to go make 25 offers this week, <laughs> right? And that's, that's, a lot yes. less, that's a lot less interesting. <laughs> well, and it's the equation in the beginning when they're looking at the equation, am I going to invest, you know, $5,000 in this real estate course? Well, they'll run the equation and go, well, there's value to that because look, I'm going to get this fat manual. I'm going to get this coaching time and, and other people have done this successfully. So step one, I can do that. And I'm not really going to lose any pain. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose anything because I can see that equation right in front of me. But now that they've read the manual, took the training, and it's got to make the offers, you got to pull the trigger on the strategy. Well, now that now you're at the next layer of psychology, it's like, well, gosh, I, I could lose my whole four. And the, and they'll start stacking all the worst outcomes. I mean, the worst that can happen is if there's smart investors. Smart investors deal with loss, and in fact, build loss into their model because they're focused on home runs. And now, occasionally, the to, to get all the home runs, they're going to be the strikeout king too. And so they they don't they're not driven and they put a stop loss or a limit. Whereas someone who's not pulled the trigger because they're not internally driven to win at that kind of level, then what happens is they'll stack every creative disaster. They, they see themselves homeless in their car in two months because they're a bad investor, which the likelihood of that happen is you know zero nil to none. They might lose some money on a deal. They're not going to go bankrupt because many of these investment teachers are really smart people. They teach people not only how to win, they have strategies to ensure that you limit any 
bad deals that you run into. And again, a smart investor, when he or she runs into a bad deal, they chalk it up as experience. They don't chalk it up as maybe this is a sign I'm not a very good investor and I shouldn't be in this business model. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And we'll and we'll get to we'll get to the the um, issues that the more blooded investors have here in a moment because don't think I'm letting you guys off the hook. Who tell me you want to grow your business from four deals a year to twenty five deals a year and that doesn't happen either. Uh, but s- sometimes it it seems like uh, as I as I as I speak to these, I don't even want to call them new investors because they're not they're not investing, <laughs> they're not they're not doing anything. Um, these wannabes. Uh, it's not the, the the idea of the loss of money isn't even on their radars because they're they're in some strategy where they're not investing a lot of money. It's you know, they're wholesaling, they're assigning lease options, they're doing something where there's just not a big monetary loss invested. It's almost like they are afraid to just go do the new thing, or they can't make them go make themselves go do the new thing. They're they're afraid of uh, making making mistakes that if you looked at them objectively don't cause any loss right i'm gonna i'm gonna send out a thousand pieces of mail and i'm gonna get 200 calls from sellers and i'm not going to know what to say to them you know that there's no so what (laughs) you know how, how does that how does that how does that make you lose what is that kind of sort of irrational fear that I'm I'm just going to I'm I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do even though it doesn't really mean anything to me. What what is what is that based on? So there's still at that point a loss equation that that's really deep on the table and for every investor it could be different. One it could be ego. They don't want to they don't, they don't want the ego damage. They think if they lose people will think they're stupid they they don't want to sound stupid i'm going to put all these letters out i'm going to i'm going to put these signs in the neighborhood and now somebody's going to call me and i'm going to what am i going to say or they're going to ask a hard question that i can't answer well again all smart investors started out stupid and ignorant too they just that's a great question let me get back to you that's a great question and they they use all the failures to build confidence because they're focused on winning. If you're focused on not losing, if you never send a letter out, you've achieved your objective, you've never lost. And so whether it's money, whether it's ego, whether it's prestige, whether it's reputation, and for some people, Vina, what it comes down to at the bottom analysis is they don't want confirmation that they're a loser because they're sitting there with this real dark voice and the deep soul of the night that says, who are you to think you can be a great investor? You know, they've got a parent saying that or an old spouse that says that in their head. And so they don't want confirmation. Look, I went and lost on my first deal. My my loser dad or my loser mom was correct. I'm bad at this. It it might be they're avoiding a confirmation of of a deeper fear sometimes is the loss equation that they struggle with. Wow, that is a horrible time to have to take a break, but we do. <laughs> and we're going to... well, I'm still here, so I'll be on the other side. We're going to... No human voices out there for our listeners. <laughs> we're going to come back and 
talk a little bit more about that and also about how you can check out William Sumner in person next week. You can call us with any questions at 877-772-9658 or you can send an email by going to our website at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Bill Sumner, who will be at next week's Greater Dayton Real Estate Investors Association meeting. It is on Wednesday night, and the uh, meeting starts around 6 o'clock with some networking, and then uh, there's a little early session, just like we have here at Cincinnati Rhea, and then William is the main uh, event at uh, starting around 7 o'clock. You can get more information about that meeting at gdrea.com, as in greaterdaytonrea.com, or on their Facebook page at... Uh, I'll just go to Facebook and look up Greater Dayton Rhea because it's a string of numbers instead of a uh, a name there. So uh, just look up Greater Dayton Rhea on Facebook and uh, you are free to attend that meeting whether you are a GD Rhea member or not. Uh, now, uh, Bill, you said you said something interesting and frightening at the. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we keep we keep peeling back the layers of the onion here, right? You know, why why are you not doing it? Fear of loss, fear of loss of what? Well, you know, fear of loss of money is easy to overcome. Just go learn to do something that doesn't require money. But when you get down to the point with one of your coaching students where it's clear that that there is just there's just this huge thing in the way, and it's maybe years old. I mean, maybe maybe it was something that their mother said in an offhand way when they were 12, and it's still standing there saying, you're a loser, and you're going to prove it if you lose here. How, how, how does one go about clearing that out of the way, or is it important to? Do you, do you clear it out, or do you ignore it? Oh, no. You, you, you clear it out, and it's, it, again, a lot of these childhood metaphors have a lot of truth to them. A lot of times when you pull the curtain back, the, the, the wizard of Oz is just a frail, wizened old man. And you look at what the genesis of this terrible voice, this awful truth that to a four-year-old or a 12-year-old means one thing, the software gets created. See, where traditional counseling or therapy, it, it kind of wants to take you back to that point and make you feel okay because, look... It, it's not your fault. It was the divorced parent, it's the alcoholic parent, or whatever family of origin thing that caused this. Look, we want you to feel okay, and it's okay that you're a loser. In essence, I mean, I, I hate to say it that bluntly, and, and it's not all work. There's some good work on the side, but again, in the bulk. Because here's the, here's the flip side. There's truths and demons and bad voices that you've already beaten. You know how to beat some voices, you just haven't beaten this sentence so to absolutely pull the curtain back and look at it is is first of all very important secondly almost by law i can guarantee you because you solved other old voice problems the fact that you haven't solved this one doesn't mean it's an unsolvable voice it means you're not looking at the in the right place for it so a lot of time this is a very quick precision almost laser surgical neural pattern work that says here's a sentence what software runs it and then you can go in and deconstruct that the number one thing i hear all the time is 
oh, I never thought of it that way. Because once it's exposed for what it is, because you're looking in the right place, it's very, very easy to deconstruct it. And more importantly, because again, this is always the completion of the work that, that most people don't understand. Most trainers and leaders and teachers don't understand. Once you deconstruct, you have to build something awesome in its place. And then that thing that's awesome now becomes what you seek, what you want, what drives you, the, the dopamine and serotonin that you're addicted to. You, you've got to build that. You cannot just eliminate old. You've got to build new. Wow, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> well, it, that's common, but, but here's why it's not. And I'm going to give you another, because everything's tool-based. This is not motivational. This is not rah-rah cheerleading. Um, it's, there's a sciences. There's a tool. I have a tool called the I Have a Dream speech. I play a couple minutes of the Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream. One day, my children. And you get goose pimples. You hear one minute, you get goose pimples. Bookmark that. I'll ask people. Now let's go because we like to use obesity. It's a big problem, and it's really easy to see when you look at it differently. When you look at people who don't diet, people who do diet, people who diet and fall back, people who diet successfully, across the board, they'll tell you it's very, very hard. But nobody has written an I have a dream speech for what their body and health looks like after the diet is done. Or the fact that it's not even a diet, it's my body moves this way. I have a dream. Food means this to me. I have a dream. And the condition of the tool, and I'll take people through it, it only takes one to three times. Everybody gets this. You got to get goose pimples when you give yourself your speech about your health. Now, when you circle back and say, okay, we're going to do a little exercise, write your I have a dream speech for your business model. I'll guarantee you they don't have most 99, not 90%, 99% don't have an I have a dream speech that gives themselves goose pimples for their real estate investing models. And when I teach this in a seminar, I ask people, do you like this tool? Have you ever used it? They're like, ah, no, this is awesome. I'm going to go write an I have a dream speech. Now, here's the key kernel of this. Everybody uses this tool. It's just that most people use the bad cousin. It's the I have a nightmare. And it's like, I hate my diet. I can't lose money. What if I do this and I mess up? Though it's not incremental work. It's not hard work. It's replacing old broken work that no longer serves you. And that's the switch we're going to make in your psychology. And it becomes very easy. Let's talk about the the other kind of folks out there in the real estate world who are not the beginners they they don't if you if you've done 20 deals you've gotten over that sort of i'm gonna ruin my life with every offer i make sort of feeling i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna mess this up so badly that my dog's gonna leave me you're, you're over that all right and, and now you're at the now you're at the point where you know your business is going good it's, you know, it's supporting you, but you have much bigger ambitions, at least according to those New Year's resolutions you set every year. I'm going to double the number of deals I do. I'm going to, I'm going to increase my cash flow by $50,000 this year. And, and again, it doesn't typically happen. I mean, there's always, there's always those, those handful of people that I always uh, think of as being slightly robotic 
who just set a goal and by golly, it just happens. You know, there's no, there's, there's no problem. And then there's the rest of us. Is that a different issue when you're sort of, you're comfortable and things are going okay and you'd like to see them go a lot better, but somehow that just never, never comes to pass? It's a great question. And, and it is different, uh, for for this simple reason and and you really asked two questions in there so I'll, I'll answer both of them for the people who say i want to double my deals and then they don't double their deals and then the robots that you you said which is a great descriptor they double their deals in essence embedded in their command of double my deals is i'm going to double my activity i'm going to double who i am which means they're going to double the mistakes that they likely make in that train until next year they're going to quadruple and you know we've always got to look at the failure component what does it mean is does a failure mean i'm a loser or does a failure mean i'm one step closer to my gold medal so there's software running there too most people who say i'm going to double my deals what they don't say is well then i have to be a double me they don't say that they're like well i'm just me and so they fail year after year on that. And, and here's why the second question is, is very real and very powerful. You, you mentioned in the very kind intro you gave me that I did elite military operations. I worked in, in Rangers for a number of years. And when you think of the Hollywood stereotypes for people who do not understand special ops, think of SEAL Team 6 or think of Army Rangers. Most people think that those are the best of the best, unbreakable men and women who just absolutely never break. That's not who they are. What what they are is people who have broken. Everybody breaks. The training breaks everybody. We look for people who get up. That's all you need to know about investing is you're going to break at some point. You have to get up. And so to answer your question is sometimes if you do four deals, what now begins to happen is you start at a higher and higher level. You wait for the other shoe to fall because you know, oh, my gosh, I've, I've, I've beat the Grim Reaper so far. I'm, I'm going to lose. I can't lose money. They still have the same psychology. They managed to pull the trigger. Yay, they got a victory. Yay, they got a second victory, a third victory. How am I going to handle loss? They have to have psychology that says when they lose and they lose big on a deal, they just put a smile on their face. They, they count it as wisdom, experience, judgment, lesson, learning, and they get up. So there's another aspect of this holistic, total person view of how people think. We're now into a place where we have software that says, what happens when we fail? And you will see bloodied investors, they just haven't hit the bloody limit. We all have the bloody limit some higher, some lower. New investors who won't pull the trigger, their blood limit is zero. That's why they never pull. But it's a different question. But can you see that it tracks back to the same software source? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And we need to take one more quick break after which we will go to some listener questions that have been coming in from our website at askvina.com. If you want to make sure your question gets answered before the end of the show, at this point, you better give us a call, 877-772-9658. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Bill Sumner, who is also 
next Wednesday's speaker at the Greater Dayton Real Estate Investors Association, gdria.com, for more information about how to attend that meeting. We're trying to get down to what might be the most important question in real estate investing, or probably in any business for that matter, which is, how do you how do you fix you so that you can use all this great information that's out there that other people have used? This this is not this, this isn't a business that we invented in the last five years. This has been going on for a long time. It is a known quantity. It is known how you get deals. It is known how you evaluate them. It is known how you finance them and how you wholesale them and retail them and rent them. So the question is, why is it that if you ask any real estate instructor who is being honest what percentage of their students take that information and actually do what they're supposed to do with it they will not name a number higher than 20 percent 20 percent one out of five approximately people who spend money on these courses actually go and do anything with them and they're getting the same information as the four out of the five who didn't do something so it's probably not the information it's something else and that's what we are exploring today um, have a question here from Bonnie from Arkansas Bonnie says well you're describing me when you talk about the newbie who knows everything but never pulls the trigger I think I would describe my problem as a lack of confidence I know that I know or at least part of me knows that I know what to do I just can't seem to make myself do it when I picture doing something like talking to a seller I imagine just stuttering at them mindlessly and then hanging up the phone in embarrassment. What should I do? <laughs> well, that's very honest, Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie, thanks for a great question. This tool is called Rockstar Album Sales. And in essence, I asked the question, in order to be a rock star, and I'll make it very fast, do you work, 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 practice, 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 get better, 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 get your lucky break, Get in, get sell albums, and the label calls you one day and says, okay, being that your album just went gold, yay, I'm a rock star. Most people believe that's the way it works, but the problem with that is in the neural pattern work, the neural science is evidence never creates a belief. So waiting for album sales, believing that you're a hard worker and a good person is going to create you as a rock star. If you're not a rock star, when you get the phone call, you're going to panic and go, oh, my goodness, they're going to expect a second record from me, and I'm not a rock star, and that, in essence, becomes the one-hit wonders. So then the question becomes is, well, how do I become a rock star before I sell albums? And the tool says that you must have passion for your song. You're here to sing, and you don't care who criticizes the song. And, and again, here's you, you, you said a brilliant thing there, Vina, that – that this is not a new science. These are rules. You follow the rules, you're going to make money. This drive, this passion, this fire to sing your song, Bonnie, to be the woman that is creating wealth or creating homes for one out of five homes goes for battered women, if that's a cause or a passion of yours. Because you're a great investor, you build this as a vision, something bigger than you. Then you don't wait for the album sales to certify that you're a rock star. You know you're a rock star because you have passion for why you're here, what you're here to do, what you believe in. And you'll know that some people will love your music and some people will hate your music. But the rock star always comes before album sales. So you cannot 
if you're waiting for confidence in order to make that phone call, it never happens. You've got to make the phone call believing that, well, I'm going to stutter, I'm going to stammer. You know, we see the rookies that get on the stage at America's Got Talent or some some TV you know, talent show and they're trembling, but they sing. And that's what successful people do. They get up and they sing. And in that process, and with all the rules that are in these specialty courses and all the training that's taking place with all the mentors available, it's not as hard as you think. You just have to believe you're a rock star. And, and all four-year-olds know this. It's in your DNA. There's no four-year-old that says, you know, I've thought a lot about this. I think a tricycle is really the best way to go. They all ride. They may fall a number of times, but they ride because they never stop wanting what they want. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, question here from, well, this is really more of a comment, I guess, than it is a question from Michael from Atlanta. He says, I would like to address the issue of the real estate investor who wants to double their business. That has been my goal just about every year for the past five years, and no, I have yet to reach it. I think a big part of it is some of me realizes that if I double my business, I am going to have to double my effort, and there's a big part of me that does not want to take that time away from family and other things that I do. Any suggestions? Hmm. Well, and, and there's there's real estate rules that you're obviously far smarter at than me, but I would tell you what successful people know is they don't work harder, they work smarter. So while you may be doubling the efforts in the beginning, you're, it's not double time away from your family the rest of your life. And I want I want your Atlanta listener to think about this. When he models this for his family, he's teaching them what a great man, what a great parent looks like, what he thinks, what he feels, what he focuses on. And then as he slides into efficiency, he's doubled his business, but he's not doubled his efforts to get there. Yes, there's definitely some programs running there. When you really approach it from what program is running that sentence, what is causing you to believe that is a reality when we know that successful investors don't, that's why I'm so grateful that I had a chance to talk to your listeners today about some of these topics. This is, they, they'll, they'll study tools till the, till the cows come home. And it's always the wiring on the inside that, that's going to limit or enhance how well they use the tool. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I, I mean one one of them that one of them that that I can see because. I grew up in a family where my father was in real estate and always wanted to be increasing his business. So I sort of have the perspective of being the child in that family is the way my parents dealt with it was they put us to work. (laughs) How do you, how do you spend more time with your family? family (laughs) Exactly. Um, And, you know, I I guess that's not as, that's not as uh, popular today as it was you know, 20 years ago when I was a kid. But uh, um, I, I think sometimes it's with, without an outside perspective from somebody like a success coach, it's that, that's such an obvious statement. If I, if I do more work, then I have to spend more time away from my family, but that doesn't make it true. Correct. So outside perspective sometimes helps here. Now, um, William, we have just like two minutes left. 
if you had one piece of advice that you could give to the person who's just, they're just not being as successful as the, at the they're, they're not getting the outcomes they want, that they could take home and start implementing like tonight and tomorrow morning, what would that be? The thing about this business, and you, you know this, Malvina, it, it changes over time. There's mentors that come and go. There's aspects of the business you learn and unlearn. Regulations change. Money changes. What never changes is their internal commitment to be awesome, to be great, to build a, a, a powerhouse business, even if it's only four hours a week. In four hours here, the powerhouse is built on the foundation that I have time and resources to build, or it's a full-time job. And it's a lifelong passion and pursuit. And it's not just here, it's everywhere. It's parenting. It's in their primary job if they have that. It's in their health. To become an operating system, an operating software that says, I want more. And I'm not going to settle for that. And when you wire that in, it's it's a it's a lifelong journey. You learn and learn and and meet amazing people and make money and lose money and make more money and it's just it's just awesome what begins to happen. But you gotta you gotta flip that switch, gotta turn it on and say I'm I'm engaging in this life now. I'm ready to go. Thank you very much for your time this evening, William Sumner. Folks who want to see more can go to the Greater Dayton RIA meeting next next Wednesday night at 6 p.m. You can uh, get more information about that at gdria.com. Don't forget to go to askvina.com and download your free report on how to get started wholesaling in 2014. And we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then... Happy investing.